Well, hello and welcome to all you folks out there in cast country. You're listening to the Kitchen Sink Podcast. It's the show about everything and nothing. I'm your host, Memphis T-Bone Dotson, and I'm the illegitimate son of a Louisiana voodoo woman named Miss Cleo, but my friends usually call me Just Chad. My guest today is a man by the name of Mr. Josh Heyman. He is an IT guy. He edits a popular podcast, and he is a musician. He's a husband. He's a father. Uh, He's an all-around multi-talented guy, and he is joining me today to talk about one of my dearest, dearest loves from childhood, the 1990s live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Josh, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? (laughs) I'm good, man. Let's not waste any time, man. Let's get right into it. So first, we should probably uh, age ourselves so that people understand the the Ninja Turtles live-action film came out in 1990. I was 12 years old when it came out. I was born in 1978. How old are you? Well, I was eight when it came out. Okay. I'm an 82 baby. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so we're pretty close. Yep. Um, all right. So did you, do, do you remember, did you see it in theaters? I did. Oh, I, wow. If I remember correctly, it was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Wow. Yeah. And it's it's and it's hard to overstate how popular it was. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, people today, the, the new Ninja Turtle movies, they were fine. You know, right. I, I saw them. I didn't see them in theaters. And and the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles contend to continue to be a huge popular property. The toys are still popular. There's that new animated sh- version of uh, sh- that I've watched a few times, and, yeah. and and it's 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 all fine. It's all well and good. But it, for for my money, it doesn't get any better than that first film uh so so do, so did you also have the toys and yeah oh man <laughs> it, i mean anytime i had money and we went to hills or pomida or big wheel anything big wheel. like that <laughs> even family dollar at the time had them for like five dollars a piece and i was all the time going down there you know with my mom or whatever and have, having to buy a ninja turtle and if i didn't have the money then you know i'd beg my mom all the way through the store if i could buy another one because you know, I mean, there's like a hundred foot soldiers in, you know, yeah. you, <laughs> yeah. you gotta have all of them, right? <laughs> right, right. The vehicles were awesome. Oh, yeah. I never, I didn't ever have any of the vehicles, but. Oh, I had a few. But I, uh, which ones did you have? I have the, actually still have them. They're in my parents' house somewhere. Nice. <laughs> I have the turtle van, the blimp, the technodrome, the sewer set, and the helicopter and some little motorcycle type thing. Which Man. Was ne- I don't know if it was ever in any of the cartoons or anything like that. You weren't messing around, I did man. not mess around, man. <laughs> if, it, if I had a birthday or Christmas or anything like that, or if it was just a Monday, you know, I, I was asking for Ninja Turtle stuff. So. so so then were you also a fan of the cartoon that led up to the, to yeah. the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, actually, speaking on, on birthdays and things, I think my first – yeah, my my first birthday Ninja Turtle present was a Michelangelo. I think that my aunt and uncle got me, and that's what got me into Ninja Turtles. And then you know the movie was out. I don't know. I don't even know how old I was whenever yeah. I got my Ninja Turtles or anything like that. It seemed like I was probably six or seven or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about the the live action films that came right after the the nine the, the ninety film? 
Did you see those as well, like Turtles 2? And was that the one that was Turtles in Time? Or that was that was a game on Super Nintendo, I oh, think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there was number three was one when they went back in time. Oh, okay. To yeah. like ancient Japan. I don't even know the year, but that one was uh, wasn't that great. Right. But right. two, I, I did like number two a lot. Yeah. Secret yeah. of the Use, I believe, was the name of that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So something that I I have no affiliation with, but I'm I'd be interested to try to track them down now. I. When I was young, I had no idea that this started as a comic book. Oh yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I had no access to it either. I, right. I didn't. And I've, have you have you ever read any like the early? I think it started in eighty four. Maybe the comic might have came out eighty four, eighty five somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the date, but yeah, I I've never actually seen any of them. I picked up a graphic novel one time in a bookstore and kind of flipped through it, yeah. and it was of the old uh, comics. It was pretty much just a book of all the comics, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. So as I started digging into this, I I discovered a few different things about like how the how the Ninja Turtles come to be because in, in a way it seems like kind of an inexplicable movie to be made. <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. how, how on earth would you even do it? You know. Yeah. Um, I, I read this article in the Hollywood Reporter, and it was from um, uh, t- 2015, and they they talk about how. Nobody in Hollywood wanted to make the movie. Really? Yeah. They just like they thought it would be technically too difficult. They thought it would be too expensive. They thought it was risky. But uh, tracking back, I read about the guys who who started the the comic. They they created this thing called Mirage Comics, which I vaguely remember from look being in like comic book stores when I was younger. I, I, I like I would see Mirage comics, but yeah. I never really picked them up. I like it was Marvel and DC and mm-hmm. Image Comics was was something else that I would catch on to from time to time. But I never never read any of the Mirage stuff. And I guess that the early Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, part of them were, I guess, black and in black and white. Yeah, and they were a little darker. Uh, oh yeah, and, and they the turtles cussed, and yeah. <laughs> uh, and they and, all had red bandanas. Yeah, and they had red yeah. bandanas, and there was no way to distinguish no, other than their weapons. I think. Yeah, they yeah, still had different weapons. Yeah, um, and and I, I found that fascinating, and and then inexplicably, this comic, which was I think somewhat popular gets picked up by Playmate Toys, of all people. And they say they want to create an action, a a line of action figures out of this. And and they want to start a television show. And sell the toys. Sell the toys. (laughs) And and, and that's the thing. I remember the Turtles being popular before the movie Mm -hmm. because of the toys and the children's show. And I remember being so excited that they were going to make a live action film out of it. But... I think even as a kid, I and when we know this is true as people who love video games, as people who like comics and, and things of that nature, there is a long, glorious history of comic book films and video game films mm-hmm. that just suck so hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, have you ever seen the live action uh, Super Mario Brothers movie? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> 
on paper, <laughs> on paper, you're thinking, man, it's Bob Hoskins, it's John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper is in this movie. Mm-hmm. How can it be awful? Oh, <laughs> they nailed it in the awful department. They I mean, <laughs> one of the worst. I mean, and I wish I could say it was a bad movie that's really good. It's just, yeah. it's just a really, really bad movie. Yeah. Or like Street Fighter is another example oh, that Lord, comes to yes. mind. Like, why, why is Gomez Adams playing M. Bison? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. It's just so many of these, these choices where it's like, I, I, I feel like there's this long history in Hollywood of if it's not, um, if it wasn't, at least up until the time of the Turtles, if it wasn't Batman, and if it wasn't Superman, nobody knew what to do with these like children's properties. You know, like how, yeah. how on earth do we make these things appeal to a wide audience? And right. I, I think there's a real mystery there. And I, I've, I've never really understood why, why it is that we can't seem to make it's, it's less of an issue now. Right. In no small part, thanks to like Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy that really kind of yeah. was a game changer but i would submit that prior to the dark knight trilogy being you know bringing this kind of like gritty life realism yeah i really think that the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie was really yeah the first movie to do it i mean that that the children's Possibly. property that, that was like it, it had it had something that was more realistic, something more yeah. grounded about well, they, it. They cussed in it a little bit. They did. I mean, it wasn't a lot. But right. <laughs> well, I remember as a kid, every time you yeah. you know sitting there with your parents, oh, you just said a cuss word. You know? <laughs> I know. I, I couldn't believe it either. First, first time I watched it, I'm like, you know, kind of glance over at my parents. I'm like. Are they going to let me finish watching this? I know. We're going to leave the theater. <laughs> like I feel like fun is about to shut down because the characters are cussing. Yeah, it, it, but yeah, I mean that was that was part of it. But when I think about like as I when I watch the and I do this with a lot of movies when I watch certain films as an adult, especially like an adult with kids. Yeah, man, it really changes your perception of of the movie. Man, it's like I like you you said you watched it yesterday uh-huh. and. How's it different for you as an adult versus how you viewed it through a child's lens? Man, I, I mean, there's there's a few things that I could pick up on that I didn't pick up on as a kid. You know, like branding and things like that. Like, yeah, Domino's was was a, oh yeah a big part of that movie, and I'm yeah. sure it was you know marketing and things oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> but yeah, just. There's all kinds of things like that. I can't think of anything other than that right now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what really what really struck me in thinking about it was that there are all these sort of like adult issues that they sort of get dealt with. The the uh, April's boss, uh, what's his name? I oh forget. My gosh, uh, <laughs> I'm t- drawing a total blank. It'll come to us. But his yeah. son Danny is, Danny, is this uh-huh. character that's in there, and you know ca- that that character was a uh, was like a, a 90s kid that I could relate to, you know, or, or at least I knew that mm. people could relate to. There's there, His mom's not in the picture for whatever reason. I uh-huh. can't – I'm sure they give a reason in the movie. I just I can't – remember one. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. But but you have this, this like, single parent dynamic, and you sort of see this – kind of breakdown in a way of the of, of the family structure and what mm-hmm. it does to Danny's character and you know how his dad's trying and he yeah. you know he clearly cares about his kid but it's a so busy with work and it's a dysfunctional relationship yeah. and 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 that really categorizes a lot of people that I knew growing up 
for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's a trend that even still continues today. And I, I was surprised how prevalent that element is in the film. And then of course the whole, the whole dynamic between Splinter and the turtles themselves, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I mean, I got to tell you, I still like get choked up that scene when they're around the fire yep. and <laughs> Splinter comes in and, <laughs> and, uh, or that scene when Splinter's talking to Danny and he's yeah. like, all fathers care for their sons. Yeah. It's just like, Oh my gosh, uh-huh. <laughs> what are you guys doing to me, turtles? Like, yeah. I can't, I can't hardly negotiate my emotions in this right. ridiculous movie. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a kid's movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's but pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> it, it is, it yeah. is. It's, it, I mean, it, it really taps upon that sort of grounded, sort of semi reality mm. that I think has really made all the superhero movies now. Uh, especially like the Avengers and uh, there's, there's something about it you, you can buy into it. So it's a lot easier to suspend the disbelief um, when, yeah. when it's just, I don't know. There's just something, it had that certain quality. I feel like it was a film that was way ahead of its time. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Dude, they did such a great job on the, the outfits or not the outfits, but the costumes they did. I mean, they were so lifelike for its time. I mean, even today they kind of hold up. I mean, they're not like CGI, or whatever. Right. But they're still like very believable to me. I thought they actually were turtles that existed when I was eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, in this Hollywood reporter article that I was reading, they, they talked about how they started off with a budget of like $3 million for the movie. That's like nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. And they were going to make it in Hollywood, but they, it was just too expensive. So they were going to make it in Hong Kong. Really? Yeah, and because uh, they they knew they could make the movie a lot cheaper, right? In Hong Kong, and then a series of events happened, and they they didn't really have like a big studio behind them. And as things grew, they got they got to the point where it's like, okay, now our budget's like six million. And when New Line Cinema got involved, mm. and then they, you know, kind of some different things happened, and uh, and then all of a sudden, they had the money. And uh, and and one of the crazy moves, speaking of the turtle costumes, was and I never knew this until I was reading this article that they wanted to get Jim Henson to really? do the, to do the turtles to create the the costumes and the outfits. Hmm. They wanted to get Jim Jim Henson's Creature Shop, which was based in the UK at the time, and unbelievably, they got Jim Henson to agree, and he he did he did all the the turtle like suits and stuff, and hmm. Jim Henson said. The hard part about doing my TV show with the Muppets and stuff is that we might have to create one kind of new technology, you know, every episode or something like that. Uh, he said, whereas with the Turtle movie, we're going to have to create like nine different types of technology that, that don't exist. Wow. And and so like they, the head came first. Yeah. And they had these, they, the actors said they rehearsed uh, like it was a play. And there were the animators there with them learning the moves of the guys in the outfits mm-hmm. and and the animators had to become part of that choreography interesting uh, the whole the whole part where michelangelo is waiting on the pizza uh-huh. in the in the sewer early on in the movie yeah. they said that was like one of the first things that they did and it just it took them all day to film that because they were kind of working out the choreography with the heads and the movements and and that seems like such a like that was that would have been easy right it was just sitting yeah. there but it was a scene where you just kind of focused on the turtles faces and i guess the costumes weighed like 70 pounds Sheesh. 
And when they did the fighting sequences, they had to shoot them at different frame rates so they could speed them up later because really? the, the, the actors couldn't yeah. really move in the suits. They, so they, they couldn't move quickly. Because that was the yeah. thing that always amazed me. It looked like they moved so fluidly yeah. in those suits. Yeah, you'd never know. I mean, that whole sequence when April's apartment's on fire mm-hmm. and, they're, and you know, they're fighting all those guys in the Foot Clan, I'm like, this is some of the best choreography yeah. ever. And, it's, and it looks fast-paced, <laughs> yeah, man. But, but yeah, that, that was like a, 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 basically like a camera trick, I guess, that they – that they came up with and and it's like gee whiz I just nuts but yeah I mean every I mean everything about the way it was cast the guy that played Shredder was yeah. was awesome and um, there was just nothing about that movie that I didn't that I didn't love man it yeah. was it was so endearing Ch- childhood changing super magical for me like I remember coming home from school on most days and putting it in my VCR I'm surprised it, it didn't break the tape as much as I watched it. And once I even finished the movie and then watched it while it was rewinding <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> at, at speed, re- rewind, but it's like play speed, but rewound. And yeah, uh-huh. it was, I don't know. It really didn't do anything for me, but it was interesting. <laughs> it was bragging rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's, and, and the guy that directed it, I think his name was Steve Barron, I think was his name. And at the time, he his only real big credits were that he had directed the Billy Jean musical for Michael Jackson, hmm. which when when I think about it now, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, I can kind of see it, I guess, because the sort of city in the Billy Jean mu- uh, music video is almost like a little bit like yeah. the the way that that the city's portrayed. Yeah, now that you mention it, I, I can I can see that. Yeah. yeah. The other crazy thing that he was involved with was he was the director for AHA's Take On Me video. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Apparently, it took them six months to shoot this rotoscoping epic of a video. <laughs> but but he that was who they brought on, and they they wanted they wanted someone who was kind of part of that MTV generation because they thought maybe a little rock and roll. Yeah. yeah, A little (laughs) rock and roll. Maybe they could sort of punch up the visual appeal a little bit. And I, I mean, I, I I totally get that. There is almost like a, like a music video quality to Mm. it in in, in a certain sense. There's just so much to look at and see. And, and when the movie debuted on its opening weekend, it, Cost thirteen million dollars to make, and I think it made like twenty five million dollars on its opening weekend, and went on to make something like one hundred and thirty million dollars really? domestically, wow. and just a just a mad runaway smash. Yeah, and Hollywood didn't want to have anything to do with it. That's, yeah, it's just that's it crazy. Really, like you mentioned earlier, it's kind of culturally relevant. You know, to the time of you know, people, skateboarders and the, you know, hoodlums and the crime and smoking cigarettes at the age of 12 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there, there very much was uh, at least kind of in, in my, in my childhood and, you know, we're not that dissimilar in age. So there was always this kind of uh, almost like an escapist mentality anyway. I, I think mm-hmm. when I was growing up, like this idea that I, I kind of want to get out, like like the kids, yeah. like the kids from Stand by Me or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I want to go walk on the train tracks and find a dead body or something <laughs> like that. Like like I want I want to live that kind of life. I want there to be like crazy adventure. I want there to be something that kind of takes me beyond. But what's interesting is 
that for the things that were huge to us and important to us as kids, and again, this sounds so dumb to some people, but when I think about like a character like Raphael, who's got the most complicated relationship yeah. with Splinter and everybody else, um, when I think about uh, you know f- family and uh, and and how how much that that narrative is pushed in that film and how mm-hmm. important family is, you know, in some ways now I watch it and it's almost like. Even though it's the the silly Ninja Turtle movie, I yeah. don't. I feel like there's moments of like meditation almost on mm. on this idea of, of how of how important it is to be surrounded by a solid, stable structure, yeah. and 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 what it means to, to really connect with people. And in some ways, I mean, I got that more strongly from a film like that mm-hmm. than I maybe did from like overt things that my parents did, which might sound silly, gotcha. you know, but uh, because I mean, they were very loving and enforced the idea of family. But you know, when you're a kid, sometimes certain lessons come to you in different ways. Right. You know, it's like your parents have been saying the same thing all along yeah. or whatever, but then the turtles movie comes along. And you're like, that's right. Family's what matters. And your parents yeah. would like throw their hands up. When, like, okay. When it comes from like an outside source, then you're like, Oh, this is real. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> it's not just from within my family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like splinter might be dead and they're upset. And I've never really thought about how that would be. It's like someone kidnapped my dad. <laughs> I don't even know how to use a katana. I don't know how I would take care of business. Like <laughs> your, your brother's laying in a bathtub because he just got beat up by a bunch of guys on the rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> just keep inexplicably pouring water on him like <laughs> like he's a whale <laughs> what are you doing april <laughs> like, like at what point do the turtles ever actually need water <laughs> i know they live in a sewer but they don't live in the water part of the sewer like they have couches and i assume beds maybe i don't know they don't show anything like that but they don't they don't need water poured on them all the time. <laughs> That scene was always a little perplexing to me. What are you doing, April? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't, I don't understand your motivations right now. Uh, you know, whenever she's drawing those pictures and she draws one of Leonardo, oh, well, yeah. I, I paused at at uh, one of the frames where it shows some of the writing and stuff, and some of it was just little notes about like she needed some um, shadow from the stool on the floor and things like that. But she also put a date, and the date just says Saturday. 9 1990 and so i was like i wonder because my birthday is in september oh and i was like i wonder if that could be possibly my birthday yeah turns out saturday was on a first and of course you know it was other you know four or five or three or four other weeks that it was but right. it could have been my birthday hey you know, man could possibility have, could have been your birthday i'd like to say it was my eighth birthday yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, some there are just certain things that are exist in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, that's where the turtles kind of sit in history. I don't think that, I don't, I don't know that it would be the same in, a, in another period of time, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was made for that time. You yeah. Know, like we was talking about with like the, the kids and the smoking and the skateboards and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was definitely aimed at that eighties, yeah. nineties culture. Yeah. Yeah, and I I felt like it was. Of course, there were a lot of lot of movies in the eighties that uh, movies like The Goonies or oh, yeah. The Explorers or Flight of the Navigator, uh, movies that um, that kind of gave kids some credit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like it's like it's not just. I I remember a, a feeling that 
I don't know that I ever really experienced it a whole lot growing up, but I know it, uh, it seemed to come from a lot of my friends, this notion that like, you know what, I'm more grown up than you give me credit for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there were so many 80s movies, and even now with Stranger Things being what it is, oh, yeah. you can tell that that's still out there. And, 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 and I mean, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are kids. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're teenagers. They're 14 to 16. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and they're, they're the heroes. They drive the narrative. They do the scary things that normally would be relegated to adults. And, uh, yep. and I, I, cause I, I think that, I mean, I know when I was a kid, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be one of the Ninja Turtles. I wanted to be a GI Joe, or I wanted to be one of the Goonies. You yeah. know, in my mind, like I don't know if you ever had like that scenario playing in the back oh, of your yeah. mind. Like one of these days, something's going to go down in school. <laughs> I'm going to be the hero, and I'm going to be the hero. <laughs> like aliens or pirates are coming through the door, and I'm going to be the one with the answers. <laughs> I'm going to get ready right now. I'm going to start training. <laughs> <laughs> be like, come here, little Michelangelo. We got to practice moves. You know? <laughs> But when I was a kid, I made a promise to myself and even told my, my parents this, that I would not marry a girl unless she would agree to move to New York City with me <laughs> and live in the sewers. Yes. <laughs> I was going to be the Ninja Turtles. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if I, I would find them and be one of their Ninja Turtle buddies or how that would work. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, things have changed. Yeah. It really did seem like Ninja Turtle was a viable life choice <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I mean, they have great pizza all the time. I mean, obviously, they got money. I know. I, I mean, mean right, they're living in the sewers. Nobody bothers them. They've got music, and they've got like gym equipment, and yeah. video games to play, and skateboards around. That's yeah, just awesome. They got a better cable package than I do, yes. bro. Like, I mean, I know. Like these... Probably- you got HBO? Are you kidding right now? <laughs> you think they're paying taxes? Probably not. Probably not. They're, <laughs> Nobody they're, knows they're there. <laughs> they're on the grid, but they're off the grid. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> the same time. The sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The turtles are still in the modern lexicon. They're everlasting. The kids. And, and it's funny because all the incarnations are so different. You mm-hmm. know, the modern day animated series, even the look of the turtles in the modern day animated series are so different. Yeah. And there was a terrible live action series. You ever see that? No. Come out, uh, 2000, 2001, maybe. Ugh. Oh, it's bad. It is so, so bad. Wow. It's just super cheesy. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like they tried to do like, like the costumes they used for that series aren't even as good as the ones that they used in the 90s movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just terrible. I don't uh, recommend it. No. no, yeah, I've never, ever heard of that. That's a nice little piece of uh, turtle trivia. Yeah. <laughs> never, never, ever heard. But, uh, you know, one thing I think they should have, actually what I think they did do right, but should have done a little differently. In the new movies, they brought um, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. I think they should have introduced those guys Back in the second movie, rather than Toka, Razar, Razar, whatever yeah, his name yeah, was, yeah. and Super Shredder, which Super Shredder was kind of a cool thing. I, I like that. But they, they should have brought in like the modules and the Technodrome and the Foot Soldiers and Crane and Dimension X, you know, just like the yeah. stuff that was in the cartoon. They should have just gone with that. They could have made so many more movies going the route of the cartoon, I think. Than right, right. Going in time. I don't know. Because I, I, I do think that's a legitimate part of continuing the turtle story. Yeah. Is because really, in a way, 
you, you kind of like you, you tell their origin story or you tell the, the, uh, the original comic arc. And then after that, there is this question of, well, where exactly do we mm. go from here? Yeah. You know, and I've, and that's, that's another thing. As much as I love the turtles, I almost feel like I have to admit that it suffers from uh, a longevity problem Yeah. because you know, <laughs> you, you, and then there you kind of have no choice but to dip into the the animated world. Yeah, and 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 in so many ways, the animated world is is very different than the live action world. It's very yeah. different from the comics yeah. world, and and so I I can understand how, especially if if I was in a screenwriter's perspective, uh, how challenging it might be to say, oh, man, I I don't really know how to advance this story in an interesting. Yeah way but but i'm with you you know if we if we opened it up to Mm -hmm. to the the more of the villains that we find in the in the cartoon series then that's definitely a a way to go and i and and i i get really frustrated with uh i call it spider-man syndrome like do we need do we need another spider-man movie that tells us the origin story of (laughs) spider-man no ninth time oh no we do not can we can we just do a miles morales uh, spider-man movie can we just do that because just anything different i i don't want to hear because i mean literally in our lifetime in a very short span of time Mm -hmm. we've heard the spider-man origin story like three different times at least three, three different times it's just it just crit and the Hulk suffered from the same. Mm, first issue. one was really bad. <laughs> oh man, the, I remember being really excited about the first Hulk movie. Yeah, me too. And and I was like, ooh man, Ang Lee, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm ready for mm. some Crouching Tiger, Hidden Hulk. You know, <laughs> let's see what happens. And it was just this weird artsy. Don't mo- get artsy. Uh, oh, it was. I'm like the Hulk. Is not artsy. Nah. He's just upset. Yeah, like, he's brute. <laughs> what, like, what are we like? What, why are we? Why are we showing like vignettes of flowers and things of that nature? I mean, I appreciated the the panel concept that they did in that first Ang Lee mm-hmm. movie, so it felt a little comic like. But I'm like, it's a movie, bro. Just and yep. and the 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 bad guys were so awful and. Um, and then the Edward Norton yeah. one was again. I'm just like you got this phenomenal Hollywood actor, yeah. And 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 it's just you you doing such a stereotypical thing with him, and and e- even now, like I, I mean, I wonder how on earth would a Hulk movie survive? Like, I mean, I feel like Hulk just needs to be in the Avengers universe yeah. <laughs> in yeah, order for him to make sense on film. Maybe I don't know, yeah, but he's already had his origin story. I mean, there's not a whole lot you could do by himself. So yeah, yeah the Avengers. Yeah. That was a good play. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, turtles, I, that's, that's something that I don't, I don't need the, I mean, as, as much of a cultural icon as they are, yeah. I don't feel like we need their origin story again. Why is it, what's the matter? We all know, yeah. right. Don't move, we move we, on. We all know, I mean, is I, I think I think there's got to be something to be said for an established precedent. I mean, we've got an origin story in the comic books. We've got an origin story in the 1990 film. We've yeah. got now another origin story in the new live action yeah. films. We've and, and I'm sure that when the new animated series came out, there was probably even origin story there. Mm-hmm. We get it. The foundation is is labeled, and and I I just I get so frustrated when I'm like the audience 
gets it. You know, yeah. you don't have to play, keep rolling the same dice over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Just get to a different story. Yeah. And, and uh, make it good. <laughs> yeah. And make it good and make it good. And that's what I felt like a new turtles movie had the opportunity to do. There's an established precedent. We all know who yep. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are. We don't need to walk through that rigmarole anymore. Yeah. There's a lot more story that you could tell. Mm-hmm. And and for whatever reason, we just keep recycling these same stories. But I guess I get it. It's a business decision sure. on some level. You know, I've, Safe. Yeah. I mean, I, I worked for a corporate entity for a year and a half, and that was the one and only time in my life I ever had and I completely understand now why so many corporate entities do remarkably stupid things. <laughs> and because I lived it every day for yeah. a year and a half. Just every day was like, man, you guys make six-figure salaries, and this is the best you can do? Yeah. <laughs> like, come yeah. on, man. It's like, geez. So, so I, I think that uh, – I don't know. I think we could be prepped and primed for maybe a, another live-action – Turtles series, maybe that would be an even mm, better way to. That would be boss. <laughs> yep. I mean, even if it only ran for a season, I yeah. don't care. I just try it out. Eight episodes or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like sweet. to. I'd I'd like for somebody to sit down over the with the the all the turtles properties, look at the whole catalog, and mm-hmm. say, what about all of this has worked? Yeah. And then take those elements and see if we can't. Combine that yeah. into a cohesive narrative for a new series or a new film. And I think there's enough nerds like us in the world that have now grown up and, you know, are in positions where they can make decisions mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and say, this is the movie that we always wanted to see, or this is the series that we always wanted to see when we were yeah. children. There's got to be someone out there. To, to top things off here, let's go back. Did you ever want to be a ninja when you were a child? Like Never. a real honest-to-goodness, like dress in black, throw the ninja stars, puff a smoke, gone. Only every day of my life. Yep. I actually have a few stories of that if we have. <laughs> we have time? you got ninja stories? This is the perfect way to close the episode. Oh, All right, ninja stories. Go. Okay, so me and my cousin, Braun, we used to, um, we used to dress in all black, and we had machetes. And we would ride around on our bicycles with these all black suits. I don't know how we never got arrested. I mean, we were, you know, like 10 years old. But we also had like, we'd take a shirt and wrap it around our head and tie the sleeves in the back so you just your eyes would come out. And uh, we, you know, yes. I know. <laughs> we were ninjas. Well, a better story than that, <laughs> I, I love ninja stuff so much that I had some ninja stars. Yes. And uh, one day, uh, I was up at my friend's house. and. Um, there was a privacy fence and we were throwing the ninja stars at this fence. Well, I don't know how, but I threw it and it went in between the two slats and went into the guy's pool. Oh no. And so we're like, well, crap, what are we going to do? We're not going to say, Hey, we've been throwing these ninja stars at your fence. Can we go in and to your pool and get it out? So the next morning I wake up pretty early and uh, none of my friends were even out yet. I mean, this was early, early. And so I climbed the dude's fence and I see the ninja star in the bottom of this in-ground pool, like an eight-foot deep pool. And um, so I stripped down completely naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> to get in someone else's pool. And dive down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how old are you at this time again? Uh, I was 
Probably 12. Oh. May, maybe. No, no, no. I was younger than that. So oh. I moved into town when I was 11. Oh. I was probably 9 or 10. So I dive down in this guy's pool. I get my ninja start. I dive back up. or dive. I swim back up. <laughs> and I'm going to get my clothes. And I hear a door. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, crap. So I get behind this. He's got like a um, utility pole. Pole in his um, sidewalk there inside the fence. So I crouch behind that still <laughs> naked and uh, he, he comes out and everything and he's out there. I, you know, I'm not like peeking around to see what he's doing. Cause I don't want him to see me. Right. Right. And so he's out there for a minute or so. And then he goes back inside. Oh. And so I hurry up and get dressed and I jump back over the fence and I'm thinking, you know, didn't think this then, but now I'm thinking, what if he come out there, spotted me, it was confronting me, and then like his wife comes out and sees us naked boy <laughs> talking to her husband? <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> oh Lord! So, I, I don't know. That may have Tom, been Tom. What is happening out here? What are you not telling me? <laughs> I don't know. It just could have been a really, really bad situation. I'm glad I got out of it wow. scot-free. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. I was a ninja, Chad. <laughs> well, yes, you were. Yes, you were. Oh, man. Well, I got to say, this has been a good time. And uh, for anybody out there, good Lord, if you're listening and you've never seen the 1990 live action film of, of the Ninja Turtles, especially if you're a kid, you should go to your parents and tell them that they're failing as parents <laughs> because they're not letting you watch the original live action Turtles film. But do yourself a favor, go check it out, buy it, don't rent it. Yep. It's, if it's $4 to rent, $8 to buy, just buy it for buy crying it. out loud. And you certainly won't regret it. Well, folks, that's all we have time for today. We will catch you on the next Go Red.